Welcome to Build with Hari Rao, a podcast by Get Ready Ministry. Let's receive today's word. Greetings to you in the most precious name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I bring greetings to you in in the in this beautiful name of the Lord. And today, by the mercies of God, we are starting a new series by the special grace of God. Uh, we are privileged to unpack the subject called the culture of honor. I I know you are ready and I know you have come prepared and I know you are excited to receive God's word. Before we get into the word today, I want to encourage you to share this broadcast with somebody because when God allowed me to see this truth, it changed my life. It changed our ministry. It changed the trajectory of our lives. And I know that as you receive this word, there is potential of a complete turnaround. If you receive this word, life will look different for you. And I don't want, uh, I don't want us to be stingy in uh, in keeping this to ourselves we should share this with our friends and family so go ahead and share it with your friends and family and put it up on your instagram on your facebook and twitter and send it to somebody via telegram and whatsapp i'm very very excited to see what god is going to do through this series i enjoyed reading your testimonies I enjoyed reading how this word is shaping you, molding you and transforming you. I also read your prayer requests. I I have not responded to them because I have I'm praying about these prayer requests, but be aware that every prayer that you have sent to us, every request that you've written to us, I have received them and I'm praying. Thank you for trusting me. with such deep and personal matters i do not take it for granted i am praying for you and i believe together as a family we will enter a season of answered prayers that this year will be a year for testimonies for you and your family this year you will hold the answers to your prayers this year you will hold testimonies and thanksgivings in your house. Amen. Amen. So so I want to thank you for sending us your prayer reports, prayer requests and your praise reports. I appreciate them. We don't want just information. Information puffs up, knowledge puffs up, puffs us up. It makes us proud and arrogant. What we want is substance. What we want is understanding that when this word comes you just don't get another point in your book but it becomes a reality in your life it becomes an operating system it becomes a place where you live from so so we don't just give information on build with hari rao we bring understanding we we teach wisdom among among the mature so i am excited to bring god's word to you today culture of honor who's excited <laughs> 
<laughs> if you are excited, let me know. If you are ready to have a paradigm shift in your thinking, I'm telling you, <laughs> uh, church as usual is going out of the window. After this series, there are going to be two groups of people. One, a group of people that are going to be offended and bitter and another group of people that have been elevated by the grace of God. And I know we don't have people that are small-minded, so you're not going to be in that small group of people that are offended, but you're going to be in that group that has been elevated in the Lord because you have received understanding. So culture of honor. Let me make some opening remarks okay um, so we set the right foundation giving and receiving of honor is not worship when we say honor we're not talking about worshiping a man or worshiping a woman or worshiping a thing or a church or a denomination or any of these things so please understand that there is a difference between creating a culture of honor and worshiping a thing okay that's the first thing second honor has nothing to do with flattery it's not superficial praise it's not superficial compliment it's not saying nice things for the sake of saying nice things uh, it's not uh, you know, if you're at work, you will see oh, how they'll tell, this guy is always being nice to the boss. This guy is like always, you know, they have different terms for all of these things. That's not honor. So please don't have that mindset. Honor is not that. Honor is a posture of heart. Honor is a culture of heaven. Honor is the language of heaven. If you're waiting for me to start preaching, I have already started preaching. Honor is the language of God. Honor is the language of heaven. And if you are not comfortable with honor, you're going to find heaven suffocating. If you are, if you are not comfortable with honoring people, honoring men and women of God, honoring what God is doing, heaven is going to choke you because there is no there is no ounce of dishonor in heaven did you hear me there is no ounce there is no a milligram of, of dishonor there is no iota of dishonor because dishonor cannot survive in the glory of god did you hear me dishonor cannot survive in the glory of God. Dishonor gets kicked out of heaven. <laughs> Dishonor gets kicked out of heaven. So you must get used to this, this heavenly culture called honor. If you have your Bible, please go with me to Matthew chapter 16. Let me read it for you. Matthew chapter 16. 
It's a very, very powerful conversation. We are going to be revisiting this passage of scripture several times during the course of uh, the next month or so. All right. Matthew chapter 16. I'll read for you from verse 13 onwards. Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the son of man is? Isn't it interesting? He has told who he is and then he's asking, what do the people say? <laughs> he says, who do people say that the son of man is? He himself has declared and given himself a title here. I'm the son of man. Who do the people say the son of man is? And the disciples said, some say you are John the Baptist. Others say you are Elijah. And some others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, looking at the disciples, he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, you are Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, which means flesh and blood also has revelation. Flesh and blood also can give you information. Flesh and blood also can give you understanding. And Jesus is saying, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father who is in heaven, and I tell you, you are Peter, or you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Come, let us pray. Father, I ask you in the most precious name of your son, Jesus, that you will uncode and unpack honor to us starting today. That there will be a paradigm shift in our thinking, in our uh, how we operate and how we function. God, help us. Help us. Help us. Receive this truth. May angels of God be released tonight. May angels of the Lord Jesus Christ be released tonight to help God's people. Let every hindrance, let every blindness, let the scales of the eye fall tonight. So this truth can become a reality in our lives. Help us, Lord Jesus. Help us, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. We ask this in your precious name. Amen. Amen. So let's get started. Let's get started. I want to share a couple of things with you. I hope you guys are ready to learn today. I hope you are ready to learn because this is, this is important. This is going to be important because everything I teach today will set you up for uh, for the next week and the following week. So you, you can't miss today in its entirety. You take a survey of the world today. 
you look at how our cultures in india and around the world are functioning there is such a demonic culture there is such a demonic language everybody and anybody can say anything without any accountability without any reservation and 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 we we nothing is sacred nothing is sacred nothing is precious nothing is valuable people make fun of each other's husbands and wives people make fun of each other's religions people make fun of what is sacred um, people make fun of government offices and officials uh, you don't have to agree with with a political leader you don't have to agree with a political party but just because you don't agree with them does not give you the right to speak the way we want and be insulting and be mean and indecent in some cases you see how our families operate god sometimes these things are happening at such young age parents don't respect their children children don't respect their families uh, i'm just giving you a very broad survey of what is happening and unfortunately and if you and i have to be honest this culture is creeping into the church we are also now resorting to trolling we are also now resorting to being mean and rude and indecent and disrespectful and in the name of free speech i am all for free speech but free speech doesn't have to be arrogant free speech doesn't have to be demeaning free speech doesn't have to i don't have to make a point by putting you down are you guys with me this is the culture of this world now by all means i'm not saying every part of our culture is is sad and negative and demonic no that's not what i'm saying but if we are not careful unfortunately the church is looking a lot like the world the culture of the world is now becoming the culture of the church in fact if you don't hold your bible and don't uh, if they don't give your name eight out of 10 times we can't distinguish who is a follower of the lord jesus christ and who is not because when somebody cuts your car the same words come out of your mouth that's coming out of the mouths of the heathens <laughs> come on now let's not be too holy are you guys listening to me if somebody overspeeds you or somebody hits your car somebody dents your car if if your language if your vocabulary and the vocabulary of the guy that is not saved is the same how are we different how is our culture different how are we in this world but not of this world and yet god has given us this privilege of modeling this new life he has given us this honor of representing him on earth are you guys with me so far please I'm not saying we are perfect. I am not perfect. I have my moments, I fail. But failure, one time failure is different from something being my culture. Somebody can say something once and it is not a part of their culture to say it. 
But when it becomes a part of your culture, which means it is the norm, it is the normalcy in your environment to do certain things and say certain things and operate in certain things. And we must take stock of how we conduct our lives. Husbands and wives, parents and children, pastors and congregants, friends and brothers. Oh, I believe this series will help us all. It will give us a new standard, a biblical standard to conduct our lives. We just read from this passage of scripture that Jesus is declaring upon this rock the rock here is not Peter although his name is Peter is the revelation we don't have time to get into it but I have to say it um, is the revelation that Christ Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Upon that revelation, I will build my church. So, but, but I want you to pay attention to this. Jesus is saying, I will build my church. Church is not a building. It's not the, uh, uh, the building that has uh, built with bricks and cement and that has a bell outside. No, the church is a group of people. The church are his people. The church is his body. The church is his holy nation. The church are his sons and daughters. He's saying, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now here the gate is a word that is synonymous with government. Because back in biblical days, the elders of a city would meet at the gate of that city and discuss affairs of that city and decisions were made. So when Jesus is saying that the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, he's saying that the governments of hell, the systems of this world, the, the, the strategies of the evil one, the demonic powers and influences of this world and the evil one will not prevail against the church. But that power is only given to the church that he is building you and I cannot live the way you and I want and then say why is the child why is why is Satan winning against me why are demonic spirits no 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 your immunity is connected to how you are built your immunity is connected to who is building you your victory is connected to how you are built and who you are built you can't live the way you want and then blame God. No. What did he say? Ah, my God. What did he say? He said, I will build my church. I will build my church. And that church has victory over the gates of hell. That church has power over the enemy. That church, that authentic apostolic church built by Christ himself has immunity and victory. I hope you guys are with me. That's the first thing. And then he said, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. Who gets these keys? The church that he is building. The church that he is building gets keys of the kingdom, gets keys of heaven, gets information, gets understanding, gets power, gets glory. That church. And third, 
And then whatever you bind on earth shall be bound on earth. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose here will be loosed. That church has the power to bind and loose. Now some of you have heard all kinds of people bind and rebuke and bind and rebuke. And we've been doing this for a long time and that thing is not bound. How many times have you heard church services where they have bound alcoholic spirits? It's the business is still growing in India. It's not been bound. I'm just giving you an example. So, this church has three things. It has immunity against the gates of hell. It has the keys of the kingdom. And whatever it binds, it is bound. And whatever it loses, it is loose. Now, we have to understand how is God building this church? What is this church? Who is this church? How does this church conduct itself? I hope you guys are with me. I really hope because you have to stay with me today. Because this word is very, very important. This word is very, very important. Because, let me say this. We have become in many ways, many have become slaves to tradition, slaves to the things of this world, slaves to the matters of this world, slaves to the ways of this world. And yet we have, we do all kinds of stuff. But if you have, if we have to have power on earth, we have to arrange ourselves and be willing to be arranged by Christ in a certain way. Not the way we want to do. The way Christ wants us to do. The way Christ wants us to live. Then we have power or not. Thank you, Jesus. Now that I have said that to you, I want to introduce one of the keys of the kingdom is the principle of honor. One of the keys of the kingdom is the principle of honor. If you don't understand honor, you are not going to unlock anything from heaven. I know what I am sharing with you. Listen to me. If you don't unlock this principle of honor, you are not going to receive anything. I know people that pray from morning till evening and they can pray like a machine. And then I see their life, it's void, it's empty. You know why? Because they have not understood principles of God. They have not understood the mind of God. They have not understood the heart of God. But they have mastered the religious activity of prayer. Hmm. My father once taught me that. He said, he told me, son, 
I want you to be a spiritually intelligent follower of Jesus. Not an emotional one. <laughs> Not a sentimental one. We have many in the church. But I want you to be a spiritually intelligent son. One that knows the way of God. One that knows the ways of God. One that knows the heart of God. Moses in the glory. My goodness. In the thick glory of God. In the thick Shekinah glory of God says, Show me your way. He has already seen miracles. He's seen the Red Sea parted. He's seen all kinds of stuff happen. And yet, in the most intimate encounter, in the most thick glory, saying, God, show me your way. I know what you can do. I am not after the acts. I want to understand why do you do what you do? What is the secret behind your actions? Everybody wants the miracles. Everybody wants the signs and wonders. But Moses was like, no, 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 no. I want to get behind the scenes. Show me your way, God. How, does, how do you think? How do you process information? What? Ah. Spiritual intelligence. Mark those words. Spiritual intelligence. And that is coming to you in the next few weeks. Spiritual intelligence to him who is listening to him who is discerning to him who is ready spiritual intelligence is coming in the in the course of the next two to three weeks i will be dropping keys that if you are sensitive and if you receive those keys it can change the trajectory of your life now i met a pastor I'm changing the details because I don't want, I don't like discussing people. But I, I was so grieved about this matter, so I'll share it with you. So I'm, I'm changing details. So this, I met a pastor friend of mine and he was meeting a, a vibrant young leader who has a, who's, who has a, probably one of the fastest growing churches in that country. Now that young vibrant pastor had a theological difference with a senior man of God. Right? And that senior man of God has been serving the Lord Jesus Christ for 40 odd years. And this young man is probably one or two years but has great success. And they had theological difference. And this young man began to call names and started saying things about the senior man of God because they had theological difference. I heard it and my heart shrunk because God is not a respecter of success. He gave you the success. But God pays attention to the posture of your heart. If your success causes you to be arrogant and talk wild about a man, 
even in his limit maybe you are right maybe you are right and that senior man of god is wrong but in his with his little understanding he has been faithful to god for 40 years and how ah see you know why this is this is the spirit of the world that is creeping into the church where we no longer have honor we 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 no longer respect history with god if you find somebody that talks ill about another man of god that enjoys gossip that enjoys putting people down that enjoys saying all kinds of stuff and calling and you leave the presence of those people right there because there cannot be life in dishonor are you guys listening to me the bible says honor your father and mother so you may have life that you may have long life so honor leads to life if honor leads to life then it's safe for me to conclude dishonor leads to death so when you see dishonor in an environment you exit that environment you don't have to do anything you don't have to shout you don't have to yell you say thank you i have assessed this environment and it is polluted with dishonor i cannot stay here so i will excuse myself come on this honor leads to death honor leads to life we i am not even started preaching to you i am uh, just introducing my motivation to teach you this topic because i don't want you to suffer loss i want my people to do well in life i want you to be a friend of god i want you to be a child that is intelligent i want you to be somebody that knows the ways of god i don't want you to be a victim to a principleless life i want you to lead a principled life one that is god honoring and god fearing i'm telling you If you survive the next 4 to 5 weeks you will have my respect because this teaching is going to disturb all the flesh in you it's going to I'm telling you certain spirits are going to be irked that I'm preaching this can I tell you something demonic spirits cannot survive in an environment that is saturated with honor it frustrates them it frustrates them <laughs> you don't believe me please look at that example when that woman came and mary came and brought a alabaster box of oil a bottle of oil and she broke that expensive bottle of oil at the feet of Jesus she didn't say a word she didn't sing a song <laughs> she brought honor she brought pure worship she brought honor into an environment and just that act of honor began to expose her
people will go, oh, what is she thinking? What kind of prophet is Jesus? Five minutes ago, they were all like, Jesus, thank you for coming to our party. We love you. We love the miracles you do. You are amazing. You're beautiful. I love your hair, by the way. It's amazing. And, and uh, Judas and, and the disciples are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been following Jesus for 12 years. We are... Ah, shakha baso tore my God, my God, my God. We give you glory, Jesus. We give you honor. We give you praise. Lucifer didn't enjoy that God was getting all the honor. He's like, I am also nice. I am also glorious. I am also powerful. I am like, why should God get all the glory? I should be getting it. <laughs> uh, honor exposes Luciferian spirits. Did you hear me? Honor exposes satanic motives. Oh, why do I have to celebrate my pastor? Why does he have to talk about uh, pastor's wife? Oh, why does he, why do we have to celebrate our men of God? To expose your spirit. <laughs> See, like, like, it's very simple. I'll give you a funny, uh, let me explain it to you like this. My father knows, my father in the faith knows I love him and I honor him. Are you guys with me? So my father knows I love him and I honor him. I know that he loves me. So it can all be a secret, no? But sometimes I like testing who's around me. And I celebrate my father. And that's it. Then suddenly everything will begin to come out. You don't believe me? Next time you are with your church friends, you, you appreciate your pastor. You thank your pastor. You say, wow, what a sermon today was. Yeah, it's beautiful. And suddenly three brothers will say, yeah, 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 we also know this, you know. Five weeks ago, God told me. <laughs> I, I'm giving away too many things right now. Okay. Okay, I'm just having fun with you guys now. But my precious people, listen to me. We cannot look like this world. We cannot conduct ourselves like this world. We cannot. We just cannot. We must embody this heavenly standard. We must embody this heavenly culture. We must, we must look, smell, walk, talk like our Savior, 
our master, our Lord, Jesus Christ. Are you guys listening? Because I am tired of this superficial, vain, mediocre Christianity. We must grow up. We must, we must elevate our life. If you, my God, I just felt a shift in the spirit right now. I just felt a shift. So, husbands and wives, listen to me. Please, don't allow the familiarity of marriage to destroy your marriage. Just because you have been married for 10 years and you know everything that is to be known, don't allow it to bring in dishonor into your marriage. Don't talk to your wife like she's just any other woman. Don't talk to your husband like he's like any other guy. No, we can't allow that. Our marriages must be sacred. The world must look at our marriage and say, Wow, I want this. I want this. I want this. How are these people so loving? How are they so into each other? How are they so honorable towards each other? Even after 15 years, 20 years. So, we must protect our homes. Listen to me. Pay attention. We must protect our homes in such a way that dishonor does not come in. That old serpent of dishonor does not come in. Yes, we will have our differences. Yes, there might be issues. Yes, there might be problems. And we have biblical, godly ways of navigating them and bringing solutions. But we do all of this in the spirit of honor. We do all of this in the spirit of honor. Okay. Okay. So you see why I'm teaching this. Because I don't want the church to look like the world. I'm hiding people. The enemy has hidden, deceived so many people that we don't see this principle, we don't see this truth. And he has robbed the church of glory. He has robbed the church of honor. He has robbed the church of power. Because we don't understand these principles. We don't understand. So, we're going to go into areas that are going to convict you, that are going to bother you, that are going to challenge you. And it is my prayer that you don't stop listening, that you don't disconnect, but you, you allow the word to work in you, to allow the word to change you, to frame you. Amen. Okay. Can I give you the first Teaching. I'll open it today and maybe we'll spend a little more time next week. Wow, it's already 
make these notes if you want to. Honor is the bridge that anointing walks on. Honor is the bridge that grace, grace, G-R-A-C-E, grace walks on. Honor is the principle that connects you from where you are today to your destiny. Without honor, you will not cross this river. Let me say those things again. Honor is the bridge that the anointing walks on. Honor is the bridge that grace travels upon. Honor is the bridge where you go from this season of your life into your destiny. Now, the biggest problem you will have with honor is this. This is point number one. Is your perception. You cannot honor something or somebody beyond the level of the perception you have beyond the level of the revelation you have. Bye. Let that sink in. You must have a revelation of the people that God has put in your life. You must first and foremost have a revelation of the God you are following because you cannot honor God beyond your revelation. You cannot honor God beyond your perception. You cannot worship God beyond your revelation of who he is. And the same principle applies to the people. You can't honor the people in your life beyond your understanding. And that's why we read, Jesus knows who he is. <laughs> Doesn't Jesus know who he is? But why is he asking them? And he's such a gentle savior. Such a gentle savior. Such a loving savior. He says, what do the people say the son of man is? Oh, you are John. You are Jeremiah. You are Elijah. You are one of the prophets. So the people are saying you are one of the prophets. So the level of honor you're going to give, ay, 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 the measure of honor you're going to give is the same level of honor you would give a John or an Elijah or Jeremiah or one of the prophets. She's like, okay, very good. And God, Jesus has no problem with that. Did you see that? Jesus didn't stop and say, ah, these people have no understanding. How can they call me I am John? John went to the jail. How can they say Elijah? Elijah's spirit is the one that announced that I am the one that is to come. How can they say? Jesus didn't say anything. No problem. He didn't. He's like, okay, no problem. He didn't stop to change their perception. You receive to the level of your revelation. You receive to the level of your understanding. You receive. Uh, you're only limited by your understanding. Listen to me, my people. You are limited only by your understanding. And then Jesus turns around and says, Now you tell me, you tell me, who do you say I am? 
I, I, you told me what the people are saying. Now you tell me. He's trying to help them. He wants to bless these disciples. He wants to bless them. He wants to impart grace. But he can't impart grace at this level of understanding. So he's slowly schooling them. He's slowly bringing them up the grace. Now, okay, hopefully they catch this. Hopefully they have this understanding. He wants to release certain something. Some grace and glory has to be imparted. But he can't because they're at a different level of understanding. So he's wanting to help them. So he says, because Jesus is not self, uh, what do you say? He's not a narcissist. He's not trying to get praise for himself. He's not like, oh, tell me, tell me, come on. All of you, come on, tell me, tell me. No, he's trying to help them. And out of the 12, one has a revelation. My God, one man says, you are Christ. You are Christ. You are Christ, the pre-existing eternal one. The son of the living God. You are Christ. That one line is loaded. You are Christ. The one that existed before the first star appeared. The one that stood outside of time and said, let there be light. You are Christ, the eternal one. The son of the living God. And Jesus said, Blessed are you. Remember, when the minute his understanding was opened, the minute revelation came, the minute his perception said, what's the first word? Blessed are you, Simon Barjona. You are now Peter. God could not bring the next level. God could not take a Simon and make him Peter unless this revelation came. You are Christ, son of the living God. So, my God, if you have to pray, pray this. Say, God, open my eyes. Say, God, give me understanding. Help me know you. Help me know the people that are in my life. Because your honor is always corresponding to your revelation. The honor you bestow on something and someone is consistent with how you see them. I'm telling you, if you don't get anything from today, that one line, take it to your heart. I have given you a key today. I have given you a key today. Let me just explain to you how this perception makes a difference. Let me, let me give this to you. What a difference understanding can make. What a difference one revelation from God can do. What a difference one moment where your eyes are opened. Jesus is crucified. He's hanging on the cross. Innocent man, persecuted, beaten, wrongfully. And now he's hanging on the cross. And next to him, there is a thief. All his life, he spent being a thief. Robbing, cheating, killing, hurting people. He's also hanging. 
Jesus is also hanging and he must be thinking I deserve this punishment but this is an innocent man this is an innocent man this is this is a righteous man this why is he hanging next to me and he utters these words he says remember me in your kingdom <laughs> the guy is hanging on the cross the thief is hanging with jesus on the cross and yet he looks at jesus and says remember me in your kingdom so how does he know that he has a kingdom and jesus looks at him and says today you will be in paradise with me so a thief had more had more understanding about who jesus is than the pharisees that sat with the torah day and night ah uh, one had his eyes open and inherited paradise the others had their eyes shut and put the messiah on the cross that is the problem of not having revelation that is the problem of not having a perception that is the problem of not having understanding you will crucify your own blessing you will crucify your own salvation you will crucify the one that was sent to help you and yet a thief a thief a thief knows who standing hanging next to him says please sir remember me ah do you see this these the jews crucified their god sent help he was sent to help them said ah this fellow is a problem he is causing too much trouble nobody is coming to listen to us now nobody is coming to our church nobody is coming to our synagogue nobody is coming he is doing too many miracles he is performing too many miracles he is giving people food free of course he is feeding fire we can't we can't we can't manage with this guy we can't put up we can't compete because we don't have miracles we don't have, what do we do let us frame him let us dishonor him let us say he's trying to become god let us let us let us bring the roman empire let us ah dishonor spirit of dishonor and they crucified christ and while hanging on the cross there's a thief who knows who's next to him <laughs> says remember me in your kingdom remember me how did the thief know it's a miracle how does the thief know jesus is about to be born it is so sad that god didn't send angels to the synagogue he didn't send the angels to the pharisees all of this must make you why is god not sending them to his own people his workers the angel goes to shepherds now the shepherds have more information than the guy that is sitting in bible college
Did you get that? The shepherd who was not looking for Jesus, who was not reading the Bible, has more understanding than the guy sitting in the temple. Ah. We cannot honor beyond our capacity of understanding. So if I think you are worthless, if, I, if my perception of you is that you are of no use to me, I'm going to honor you in that capacity. But if I see by the grace of God who you are, then I'm able to honor you. I'm able to bless you. I'm able to celebrate you because my eyes are now open. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So the first thing that has to happen in your life, your eyes have to be opened. You must get a Christ-like understanding of the people that God has placed in your life. If you don't perceive grace, if you don't see what God has deposited in them, you will never learn to honor them. Never. And if you don't know how to honor, you can never receive. Did you hear me? You, if you don't learn to honor, you cannot receive. You cannot receive from a vessel that you have not honored. It's a law of the Spirit. You cannot receive from a vessel that you have not honored, that you have not celebrated. If you're making notes, please write this down. The anointing that you honor is the anointing that you receive. Let me say that one more time. The anointing you honor is the anointing you receive. The anointing that you celebrate is the anointing that will increase in your life. It starts with perception. You know, I'm sure all of you know at least one person like this. There will, there will be at least one person that you know that no matter who tries to help them, they can never be helped. And no matter how people try to help that person, they can never be helped. They somehow mess up every relationship that was sent by God to help them. I could never understand this. And then one day I was taught that when 
you see people fighting the people that are supposed to help them there is an underlying curse that is operating that is stopping people from receiving help they fight the ones that are sent by god to help them they send their own help they fight their own help it's a dangerous spirit they fight their own help they don't know it but they do it every single time i'm sure you know at least one person like that you know there was this young pastor the young pastor's family once came to me and told me can you please speak to our son not a pastor he was more like a youth leader pastor is is not accurate a youth leader the youth leaders family approaches me and they were complaining oh this guy does this does that there's a problem here this his wife uh shared a few things friends shared a few things and i don't like getting involved in people's business i really don't i i i like my peace so i leave people to themselves but the situation was such that that i could not ignore it so i reached out to this young leader and i said i would like to have a cup of coffee with you let me know if you are free he said sure bro no problem and we went out for a coffee and we were talking talking now you must know that i know all of these issues because everybody has come and spoken to me but i don't want to embarrass him right i don't want to that's how god god doesn't embarrass you when he gives you help <laughs> god will like he will like adam where are you adam what have you done because he wants you to come and tell him what the problem is so he can help you Jesus will go to a blind man and say what can i do for you the blind man knows the whole village knows he's blind but Jesus will still say what can i do for you because god doesn't want to assume this is what you really want so i went out with this young man and then after what about an hour of conversation i asked him um is there some if you have any questions i can i can i can try and answer them for you if there's anything i can help you with please let me know and this young man turns around and says oh no 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 everything is good actually i am the one that is always helping people so i have no need for help uh i i want to do slap myself cuz i put myself there because i i listened to the family members of that man and went and did this he said no no i am in the position to help other people i don't need any help i said oh i'm so sorry i thought 
maybe i i could add some value please forgive me i excused myself and i walked away some people it breaks my heart when i tell you this help can be standing in front of them and they won't be able to recognize it their deliverance can be standing in front of them and they will not be able to recognize it their healing can be standing in front of them and they will not be able to recognize it it's a spirit may your eyes be open today may the lord give you grace to never miss a divine moment may the lord give you grace to never miss an opportunity to receive from his presence may the lord never may the lord give you grace that you may never miss when he sends help now your help may come in the form of a raven your help may come in the form of a widow your help may come in the form of a, a, a river brook irrespective of what shape and form it takes may you have the spiritual intelligence to recognize your help to recognize your god sent help to recognize who god is sending to you to recognize how he is sending to you to recognize when help is coming to you may you never miss one more season of your life where you think ah god didn't help me but god sent help may you be able to discern when jesus is coming to you but he's not coming to you as himself but he's coming to you as a raven he's coming to you as a widow he's coming to you as the river brook he's coming to help you to feed you he's coming to you as an angel may you be able to recognize may god give you a revelation of who is in your life may god give you understanding how to receive help because without this you cannot engage in the principle of honor my god my god my god I am not trying to impress you. I am not even trying to preach you a good sermon. I am trying to present a truth that that I hopefully is very clear to you right now. Isn't it amazing? It's nine ten. It's nine ten. Let me share this with you, and we can conclude after that. You know, I'm pretty sure raising Jesus. I was sharing this with my team yesterday. I'm pretty sure that raising Jesus was was not easy. They had to relocate so many times. You know, some of us. 
we've we've only moved houses two times and we find it so difficult oh we have to pack everything unpack everything get a truck and move everything to another house you know you understand but joseph and mary had to relocate at least three times and sometimes they had to relocate overnight the angel will come in the in the night and say listen listen get up go 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 you have to move out of the city go to egypt because the child the life of the child is in danger i'm pretty sure it was not the easiest and the most comfortable thing to be jesus's earthly parents i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure then at at the age of um when he's 11 12 jesus goes up to the temple and he starts debating with all the pharisees and 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 the parents think he's in another car go they told him be with the uncle he was not with the uncle he went and was with some other church uncle and he is discussing theology and these people went all the way some 200 kilometers then they realized that jesus is not there and they come back it was not easy parenting jesus let's just be real and let's be honest i'm sure jesus agrees with me too so <laughs> it was not real it was not easy okay it was not easy it's not easy um mary had to explain listen this baby is not joseph's baby this baby is really god's baby and every auntie in the neighborhood like yeah yeah sure we believe you <laughs> i mean it was not easy like mary's like no i'm serious i'm telling you this baby this is this is not the work of my my husband and i it was not easy being parents to jesus now jesus has grown up right mark lebro shatava he has grown up he has been announced as the lamb of god by john the baptist he has walked into his earthly ministry of being a messiah and a christ and the savior of the people signs wonders and miracles are happening everywhere thousands upon thousands are following jesus everywhere jesus goes it's revival everywhere jesus goes it's it's borderline chaos in a sense and one day jesus is is sitting in a room and teaching and the the earthly family of Jesus comes Jesus's mother his half brothers come and they stand outside the house and they send a messenger to tell Jesus to come out now they're using the the family card go tell Jesus his brother has come see he'll come out go tell Jesus i clean this diapers don't he can't tell me how to do this ask him to come outside now they are i listen to me listen to me now they are using this earthly paradigm and they are applying it to the son of god so now messenger goes inside and jesus looks at the messenger and who is my mother who are my siblings he who does the will of god that one is my father that one is my mother that one Ah man that should have hurt the family that should have been painful for the family i'm sure mother mary felt really bad i'm sure his brothers felt really bad plain something now this is not that jesus this jesus is no longer that little boy this i am now walking in the shoes of the son of god i am now doing my father's business i am now 
operating under the mantle of Messiah and Savior. Now, I am in a different phase. Now, you, when you come to me now, ah, and you are using the card of a biological son and a biological brother and so on and so forth together, it is not going to work because you are still using the old frame. You are still using the old lens and it is not going to work on me. If you want this Christ to work for you, you must be able to see that this is a different guy that is sitting here. Oh, I don't know if I, uh, if you guys get that. I don't know. 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 Because people want to keep you up and how they found you. People want to trap you into a definition. People want to make you a prisoner of what they think you are. And anytime you break that mold, they don't like you. They don't want to be with you. They don't want to honor you. Oh, now he thinks he's too big. Now, because he has 12 disciples and he has few people following. Oh, he thinks he's too big right now. He doesn't want to listen to his own family. No, 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 no. God is like, listen, this is my family. He who does the will of God is the family. Oh. Which means Jesus' earthly family had to change their perception. As Jesus grew, as Jesus walked into his calling, now they had to also make adjustments. This is no longer just my brother. This is no longer just my son. This is the son of God. And I must prince with the faith, with the honor that the son of God deserves. My God. Perception. Because the way you honor something is limited by your perception. The way you celebrate something is limited by your perception. It's limited by the revelation you have. It's limited by the understanding you have. Perception, people of God. Perception. Ah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I am just allowing this word to go down in your spirit. Perception. Perception. Elijah, the food was sent to him with ravens. He could not look at the raven and say, ah, what a foul bird. What a dirty looking bird. Why can't God use eagles? Why can't God use swans or pigeons or doves? Like, you know, cuter birds, right? <laughs> no. Elijah was a man of the spirit. So when he looked at the raven bringing him food, he realized this is God. God is sending help through the raven. God is feeding me, sustaining me through the raven. And if I reject the raven, I reject the God that sent the raven. Did you hear my? If I reject the raven, I reject the God that sent the raven. Because I am telling this God, you don't know how to take care of me. You don't know how to feed me. You don't know that I don't... I, yeah. Thank you, Jesus.
the way you honor God is by honoring the one that was sent. You, you honor God when you receive the raven. But in order for you to receive the raven, you must first have understanding that this is God. Thank you, Lord. I, I think you guys have... I think you guys have understood my heart today. I can go on all night. I can go all night. And we thank God. We thank God. We thank God. Now, I want you to do something for me. Especially husbands and wife. I want you to, tonight, take some time out with your spouse. And I want you to tell them that you celebrate them. That you recognize the God deposit in their life. You recognize the gift they are and you honor them. Do that for me today. Because this series is going to help families. May this word stir in your hearts. May it bring understanding to you. May it bring illumination to you. May it elevate your life. Because your perception matters. The revelation you carry matters. The understanding you carry matters. My precious, precious people, you are limited only by your understanding. What does the Bible say? My people perish for the lack of understanding. For the lack of understanding. Let me pray for you now. Precious Lord Jesus, please bless your people. Every demonic spirit, every serpent spirit that has come against your people, I stand in the grace of God and I say, let that spirit be rebuked by the Lord God Almighty. Let your people receive fresh revelation. Let your people receive fresh understanding. Let your people see the truth. Let them receive understanding, God. And let this dimension, this culture of honor be open to them. God. Lord, I don't want my people to be spiritually uninformed. I want the group of people that are listening to me to be spiritually intelligent. Help them, I pray. Wow. For some of you, by the time this teaching ends, a seat of honor is being prepared. Listen to my voice. For some of you, by the time this teaching series concludes, a seat of honor will be prepared in your celebration. And the Lord will honor you. So God, I bless them. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Amen. Amen. Do me a favor. Re-listen to this word several times during the course of this week. This introductory teaching must become a reality in your life. It must become a way of processing life. We are not going to function like the world. We are not going to talk and live and think and behave and, and feel like this world. We're going to operate like our Savior, like our Master, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I bless you in the name of the Lord. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. Please consider sharing it. And for more information, log on to harirao.com.